0: guys. We might as well take our time. (laughs) We don't know when Jesus is coming back, right? So if Jesus isn't back by next week, we'll just pick it up next week. (laughs) I want you to see this because he says, he says, make the comers thereunto perfect. I want you to understand he is not talking about being perfect as pertaining to your performance, see religion keeps telling you uh, you got to be perfect as pertaining to your performance in other words you got to do right man you can't miss it you gotta you, you, you got to resist sin you know uh, make sure you don't have so much too much sin in your life <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's all about sin you know that's that's some some people's favorite word in some of the churches guys <laughs> but that's not what he's talking about. When he talks about making the comers thereunto perfect, he's talking about perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Look at Hebrews 9, verse 9, speaking of the law here, he says, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. And so God's objective in salvation is to make you perfect as pertaining to the conscience. What does that mean? Look at Hebrews 10 again. Let's continue in in verse 2, Hebrews 10, 2. And so... He says, the law could not make them perfect as pertaining to the conscience. And so he says in verse 2, for then would they not have ceased to be offered? Guys, that's a very interesting question. In other words, he says, if these animal sacrifices could have made people perfect as pertaining to their conscience, then they should have ceased to be offered. In other words, there would have been no more need to sacrifice these animals. And, and guys, they had daily sacrifices. They had a yearly sacrifice where people would come every year and every year they would be reminded of their sins. But he says, if the sacrifices of these animals would have been perfect, if they would have been able to get the job done, he says, for then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have had, here it is, no more conscience of sins. No more conscience of sins. Look at this in the Amplified, verse 2, Amplified. Hebrews 10, 2, Amplified, says this. He says, For if it were otherwise, would these sacrifices not have stopped being offered, since the worshippers had once for all been cleansed. They would no longer have had any, here it is, guilt or consciousness of sin. And so consciousness of sin the the whole objective guys and what jesus has done on the cross is is salvation is really to deliver a person glory be to god from the consciousness of sin the consciousness of sin you see sin consciousness is what keeps a person actually stuck in in sin Look at uh, We can go back to the King James Just going to jump back and forth between amplified and King James look at King James uh, verse 3 He says uh, in verse 3 of the King James Yeah verse 3 of the King James he says but in those sacrifices There is a remembrance again made of sins every year and so he says what happened under this old covenant Now Remember, this is the pattern of the law. He says there's a remembrance of sins being made every year And so rather than people receiving the perfect sacrifice for their sin being delivered from sin consciousness What happened was they were being reminded of their sins every year Guys, there's churches right now in America and all over the world where people come to church every week and every week You're reminded of your sin you may be watching me and you're in a church where every, every time you go to church, the pastor, he reminds you of your sin. He reminds you of where you fall short. Well, friend, may I tell you very politely, you want to get out of that church, you see? That's not the place for you to be, you see? Because if you're reminded always of where you miss it, well, that makes you sin conscious. If you're sin conscious, well, then then you're not grace conscious, and then you're not Jesus conscious, and then what happens is you're going to stay stuck in sin. Now look at verse 4 here in the uh, King James. He says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. And so the blood of animals cannot take away sins. Now notice that he says, take away sins. Now, he's talking about sins here as the act of sinning. Man, I want you to notice something something really radical here. What he is saying here in context, he said in verse 2, they would have had no more consciousness of sins, no more conscience of sins. And in verse 4, he says that the blood of animals couldn't take away the act of sinning. And so, what I want you to see is this, is verse 4 is saying that so long as there is sin consciousness there will always be sinning sinning is the lord how should i say it sinning is thank you lord sinning is the effect that is produced by a believer operating in sin consciousness praise god and so in other words as long as a person has sin consciousness, they will always produce the act of sinning. Sin consciousness is what keeps people trapped in sin. Why? Because, guys, whatever we are conscious of the most, we will get more of. Whatever you are conscious of the most, whatever fills your consciousness, you're gonna get more of that and so if you have a sin consciousness it's always gonna produce the effect of sinning look at Hebrews eleven five. Hebrews eleven five. now Hebrews as I said earlier the entire book of Hebrews in context is is really it's really written to these to these uh, uh Hebrew um, Believers who were on the verge of going back into the old animal sacrificial system In other words, they knew about Jesus. They had heard the gospel They were walking in the faith for a bit, but there was a lot of persecution going on And so and so now they were being tempted to go back to where they came from back to the animal sacrificial system and so here in Hebrews 11 This is uh, of course the great chapter on faith. Amen Hebrews 11 and so in the middle of chapter 11, where he talks about faith, I want you to see this now. Because I, the Lord, when the Lord showed me this, this was so huge. He makes this very interesting statement about uh, Abraham and, and Sarah and, 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 and them uh, believing God and, 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 and walking in faith. And, and they were looking for, the Bible says, a heavenly country, the promise of God, amen. And look what he says here in verse 15. He says in verse 15, and truly if they had been mindful, if you have your Bible underlined mindful, and truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they may they, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Now what is he saying here? He's saying that if on this journey of faith, if they had been mindful if they had been looking back in other words if they had been thinking about continuously where they came from he says then they would have had opportunity to go back to where they would have come from they where they came from <laughs> and so and so in other words what he's saying is is if their attention had been on their past well then opportunity would have presented itself for them to go back to The past. And so, what this is saying, guys, is that our life will always go the direction of our thoughts. And so, whatever dominates our minds, whatever dominates our attention, whatever dominates our consciousness, he says here. We'll get more of that. That's the principle that he's talking about here. Look at this in the Amplified. Verse 15 Amplified says, If they had been thinking with homesick remembrance of that country from which they were uh, immigrants, they would have found... Constant opportunity to return to it, and so if they had been thinking, if they had put their mind, if they had set their mind on their past, what ha- what would have happened is they would have found constant opportunity to return to it, and so and so why is is he uh, saying that here? Why did the Holy Spirit inspire the writer to say this here in Hebrews 11, 15, talking about faith? Well, he's saying that if you are walking in faith, if you're believing on Jesus, you gotta let go of the past. You See, you gotta let go. You can't look back to where you came from. So long as you're looking back to where you came from, as long as that uh, uh, defines uh, or, or, or and dominates your identity and, and dominates your awareness, he says. Then, as long as you're, as long as that's in your in your in your consciousness, in other words, he says, you're always gonna find yourself moving back in that direction where you came from. Are you guys catching me? And so, of course, the context here he is he's he's telling them. You know they they were on the verge of going back to the animal sacrificial system and so he's saying guys if you keep looking to the animal sacrificial system you're going to be tempted to go back uh, to that and so he's saying don't look back to where you came from no look at what jesus has made available to you look at what jesus has set before you glory to god look at the glorious future that grace has made available to you and let go of the past guys i believe that's a word for someone out there today someone watching me someone listening to me it's time for you to let go of the past as long as you are mindful of where you came from he says there'll always be opportunity to go back to it you'll always find yourself being drawn back to where you came from you see one thing that satan loves to do is he um he loves to keep people stuck in their past you say, well, Alex, I want to believe God, but I feel guilty and condemned about the mistakes that I've made in my past. Well, the word of the Lord for you today is, let go of the past. Jesus took care of that already. You see, move on. Don't be mindful of the past. Now, I'm not saying don't forget where we came from like we don't remember you know, like in a positive way, like all the things that God has brought you through. What I'm saying is don't be mindful of the past in a way where that dominates you. Oh the mistakes of the past, the the disappointments of the past. Oh all the all the times in the past where it didn't work out, the disappointments from the past. You see what I'm saying to you right now, friend, is you got to let that go. You can't be mindful of that. Why? Because as long as you are mindful of that, you're actually blocking yourself now from receiving where God wants to take you. You guys catching me? And so, and so the pattern of the law does exactly this, guys. The pattern of the law keeps us stuck in the past, not only with the animal sacrificial system, uh, or, or the pattern for our uh, purposes here today, you know, with, with, with where, where you constantly are reminded of, of where you miss it, and then you constantly have to struggle to try to uh, perform to the standards of God. Well, guys, that's always going to keep you trapped where you're at. You see, I want you to notice something radical, man. You can be watching me here. You came across this video today, and... And man maybe last night you really missed it maybe last night you you slept with someone you weren't supposed to sleep with Well, well I'm here to tell you man you see what we're, I'm not condoning sin but what I'm here to tell you is that is in the past that is in the past God wants you to let go of the mistakes of the past you know maybe. You got divorced the reason you got divorced is and maybe it was your fault you know you you weren't treating your spouse right you weren't really there for your children you see now and I sense in my spirit a lot of people are are, are there you see the, the Satan tries to keep you keep you stuck there he wants to keep you stuck in the past well I missed it in this area and yeah maybe you did you see but here's the thing guys God does not want you mindful of that. In other words, he doesn't want you to constantly go back to where you missed it, and then you're trying to now approach God and and, and have a relationship with God where you're still trying to make up for how you missed it in the past, guys. That's not how God wants you to live. You see, that keeps you stuck in sin consciousness. You know, and I'm I'm not... uh, Belittling some things that that people have gone through, man. We've we've all we've all missed it. We've all made mistakes. You see, we we can all be tempted to have regrets, guys. But but man, I'm I'm telling you something, man. I I uh, I just made up my mind that I'm I'm not going to walk around with any regrets. You see, yeah. I, I I made mistakes in the past. I did stuff I could have done better. You see. But I know that it serves no purpose whatsoever. Nobody benefits, not me, not other people. None of us is going to benefit if we walk around being regretful over the past. You See, Jesus is is saying to some of you guys today, it's time for you, you've already given him your life. He's already the Lord of your life. But, But he's saying, that there's some some stuff in your past that you've been holding on to and, and and he says he says let it go give it to me give it to me i've already taken care of it you see the bible says cast your care on him for he careth for you you see when you cast your care over even the mistakes and and the people maybe that you've heard in the past you see, you, you cast it over to him, he, he'll make it right. You see, he'll, he'll, he'll make it right. He, he's dealing with you right now, and, and he'll make it right where, where that situation is concerned. You, you just got to learn to cast the stuff that is, tempted to, that is tempting you to be weighed down. You got to learn to cast that all over to him. Jesus took care of that. Trust him with it. Trust Him to make it right, you see. As long as you're stuck in the past, you're mindful of the past, the past will always, in some way, shape, or form, repeat itself. And so we got to let it go, the mistakes, whether it was last night, whether it was five minutes ago, whether it was 20 years ago, man. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. Amen? It's time to move into what God has for you. Glory be to God. You see, God wants us to live lives, guys, of, of freedom and deliverance. Freedom from sin consciousness. And guys, that is not a license to sin. You see, as I said, sinning in the life of a believer is the effect of having a sin consciousness. And so when you are free from sin consciousness, you don't sin more under grace. No, when you have a grace consciousness, when you have a Jesus consciousness, sin is going to decrease. And so this freedom that we have in Christ, guys, is not a freedom to go and sin. This freedom that we have in Him is a freedom to live right. It's a freedom to live right. You see, religion keeps people focused on their sins which will always produce condemnation and uphold sin consciousness. And here's what religion has done. Religion has made people self-consciousness rather than Jesus consciousness. Self-conscious rather than Jesus conscious. God wants you Jesus conscious. In other words, look to Jesus and then see who you are in him. That's where deliverance comes from. Pretty much out of time here, guys. Um, Praise God. Uh, Let me just... um, I'm going to finish off here. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. We've been finishing off here for the last two weeks, I think, but this is a good place just to finish and then to pick it up again next week. Romans chapter 5. Romans, chapter 5, uh, verse, uh, verse 17. Amen. Hey man, I just really want you to carry this away today. You want to be Jesus conscious. Not self-conscious. It's not about your actions. Catch this now, child of God. It's about what Jesus has already done. Remember, God is dealing with you not based on your performance. God is dealing with you based on the perfect performance of Jesus on your behalf. what he says here in Romans 5 17 we'll finish here he says for by for if by one man's offense speaking of Adam uh, actually that's the wrong verse (laughs) it's uh, let me thank you Lord Um, it's not the verse I was gonna it's a good verse guys it's a good verse but uh, for time's sake let's go down to verse 19 (laughs) thank you Lord Verse seventeen is good, but 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 man, I I just want to, for time's sake, I just want to go to verse nineteen. <laughs> he says in verse nineteen, uh, "For as by one man's disobedience, speaking of Adam, many were made sinners." Take note of made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Obedience of one is talking about Jesus, and so take note of this. You see, religion says, well, a person is a sinner because they sinned, and you're righteous because you do right. Well, that is incorrect. He says that people, we all, were made sinners, not because of what we did, but because of what Adam did, because of the sin of Adam. You see, when Adam sinned, all of mankind became corrupted, and so we're all born into this fallen nature. We didn't do anything to make ourselves sinners. And he says, by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. and so just like we didn't do anything to make ourselves sinners, we didn't do anything to make ourselves righteous. Remember, we did nothing to make ourselves sinners. We were born that way, guys. We were all born that way. But you see, if you're in Christ, you did nothing to make yourself righteous. You were born again that way. You were born again that way, you see. Glory to God. You see, if if you were born a man... Uh, if you were born as a man, nothing that you do is ever going to change you being a man. <laughs> I was born as a man. I have, I have dark hair. I have a certain complexion. Man, nothing that I do is ever going to change me being who I am because I was born this way. If you're a woman, you were born as a woman. Your, your actions, your behavior is not going to change you being a woman. I know we live in a time where there's people who would have, who would disagree with that, <laughs> but guys I'm, you know, God loves you, but man, if, if you're a man, you're a man, if you're a woman, you're a woman, he? Uh, uh, he loves you, you see, but 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 you're either a man or you're a woman. And I use this as an illustration because you were born a certain way. Nothing that you do is going to change how you were born. Well, the same thing is true in your spiritual birth. You see, when you were born again, man. Glory to God, you were born again as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And now I want you to know, nothing that you ever will do is going to change your identity as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You were born again as a child of God, no matter what you do, you will always be a child of God. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. No mistake, no regret, nothing, over the, nothing that happened in your past, nothing that you could ever do is ever going to uh, separate you from His love. It's, it's Nothing that you ever do is ever going to separate you. From who you are in him. You were born again righteous. You didn't make yourself righteous. You were born again righteous. And so now what you gotta do is you gotta you gotta receive that by faith, guys.